Acts chapter 20, verse 18. And when they came to him, he said to them, You yourselves know how I lived among you the whole time from the first day that I set foot in Asia, serving the Lord with all humility and with tears and with trials that happened to me through the plot of the Jews. How I did not shrink from declaring to you anything that was profitable and teaching you in public from house to house, testifying to Jews and to Greeks of repentance towards God and of faith in our Lord Jesus Christ. And now, behold, I am going to Jerusalem, constrained by the Spirit, not knowing what will happen to me there, except that the Holy Spirit testifies to me in every city that imprisonment and afflictions await me. From Genesis to Revelation, we find suffering among not only God's people, but nearly everyone. No one is exempt from suffering, it would seem. And if God created the heavens and the earth along with everything contained within them, declaring everything to be good, then why all the suffering? And one answer, I believe, is in Romans chapter 5, where it says in verse 3, Not only that, but we rejoice in our sufferings, knowing that suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character. And character produces hope, and hope does not put us to shame because God's love has been poured out into our hearts through the Holy Spirit who has been given to us. So suffering creates a process where we can develop a deeper relationship with God. But Jesus also suffered even to the point of the cross. He didn't need to mature or develop, but in doing so, he showed us that suffering is not only going to happen in this life, but we can be patient through it and glorify God in the process. Then Paul, who is no stranger to suffering, writes to Timothy, his traveling companion and fellow servant, saying in 2 Timothy chapter 1, verse 8, Therefore do not be ashamed of the testimony about our Lord, nor of me his prisoner, but share in the suffering for the gospel by the power of God. And James says in chapter 1, verse 2, Count it all joy, my brothers, when you meet trials of various kinds. So it would seem that suffering is not only a part of life, but also should be a welcomed teacher in our lives, teaching us to live a life of faithfulness to the one whom we serve. And when I was back in high school, I took two years of metal shop, and I loved working with my hands and learning to weld and machine and to fabricate things from metal was really cool to me. One of my best memories was coming into class and seeing several coil springs from a car suspension in the shop, and I had no idea why they were there. But the teaching of the day was on forging metal, and we were going to use the coil springs to create cold chisels. We started by cutting the coil springs in six-inch pieces, and while we were cutting them up, we lit up the forge, which was a small brick oven that got hot enough to melt metal. Then we put a couple of the curved round pieces into the forge and let them sit. When they were glowing red, we took them out with tongs and began beating them with a hammer, making them straight. And once they were straightened, we hammered one end, creating a flat side on the top and the bottom, and brought those to a point. Then we sharpened the edge, and now it was a crude-looking, functional chisel. And when I thought about the things that we as believers experience, those things which God uses to mature us, I thought about my brief experience working with a forge. And Jesus spoke in parables, teaching spiritual things, using common things his disciples would be familiar with, such as comparing the heart to the sower who sows seed. And for those like me who need a picture of something so it helps lodge the thing in our head, the forge is a good picture of trials. Second Peter chapter 2, verse 9, Then the Lord knows how to rescue the godly from trials and to keep the unrighteous under punishment until the day of judgment. And notice Peter doesn't say that the Lord knows how to prevent trials. Rather, he rescues the godly from the trials. And the indication is that the righteous are experiencing the trials, but the Lord rescues them. In the illustration of the chisels, if the metal was left in the forge, it would ultimately melt and become a mess. But at the right time, it's removed so it can be fashioned into something completely different. 
or the intent may be to melt the metal instead of beating it into shape. It's poured into a mold and now it is used for a different purpose. The difference between the two is not the heat, rather the length of time spent in the fire. And that may remind someone of a time where they were completely broken to the point where their life was radically changed as they were poured into a new reality. Either way, when trials or temptations or tragedy or any other unpleasant thing comes upon us, we can know for certain there is a purpose contained within the experience that God will use to grow us and refine us. Zechariah chapter 13 verse 9, And I will put this third into the fire and refine them as one refines silver and test them as gold is tested. They will call upon my name and I will answer them. I will say, they are my people and they will say, the Lord is my God. In my life as a new believer, I can recall events where I felt like I was in the forge battling my sin and fleshly life, trying to overcome my sin with my own strength, only to find that it didn't work. And when I simply endured the struggle, God then began to deal with me, and through his word and circumstances I was experiencing, I felt at times like the hammer of God was beating down on me. But I realized that God was reshaping me into something useful for his kingdom. I didn't like it, but I knew that he pulled me out at the right time and began fashioning me into something different than what I was. And to me, what is interesting about the chisel from the coil spring story is the coil spring could still do what it was supposed to do, but because it was no longer useful as it was when it was new, it was disregarded. And that's what life can do to us. We think all is good, then we get tossed into the scrap bucket realizing that we're no longer useful in the minds of those who have influence over us. If you've ever had a relationship that you are happy in only to be told by your partner that they're no longer interested in you and they want to break up, Or if you're like me and in a training setting, the instructor asks a hard question and because of the awkward silence, you take a guess and the instructor says no in a way that makes you feel dumb when all you're trying to do is to stimulate some participation, we can feel rejected. And the way I handle it in the flesh is to get angry and look for a reason to leave because I no longer want to put up with someone who doesn't appreciate me. And these types of experiences can leave us dejected, but God can take us in that moment and move us in a new direction that we wouldn't have otherwise went into. And this is the process where the master craftsman is pulling the metal out of the fire, reshaping it and creating something new out of something old. It may not be pleasant and we may feel the heat and pounding, but know this, he is crafting something new out of you. First Peter 4.12, Beloved, do not be surprised at the fiery trials when it comes upon you to test you as though something strange were happening to you. And there have been a few experiences in my life where I was instantly changed forever. And one of those was the first autopsy I attended. I walked out of that building a different person. I now experienced something that really impacted me in a way that was evident. But it was necessary because I was able to kind of freak out in silence in a controlled environment as I stared upon a naked body being cut open like butchering an animal, which I have experienced butchering animals up to that point. But to see a dead person lying there still, as they were respectfully opened up, it really hit me. But as I attended several more autopsies, it became less disturbing. still bothered me, but it wasn't nearly as bad. And as a result of that, going to violent death scenes and seeing the dead bodies and violence done to them, it didn't shut me down like it did some others. And I was able to do my job with a more clear mind as a result. So being forged in that fire and reshaped, in that way served a greater purpose. And I think God allows us to go through the fire so that we can become not only reshaped, but also tempered. And the English word temper has several definitions, but in metallurgy, it is used to harden metal for an intended purpose. 
Some tools, for example, need to be hardened in order to fulfill their function. I bought a cheap set of heel bars used to align two pieces of metal by placing the bar into one hole in the metal and working it into the other hole and prying the two together so they line up. So I put my cheap heel bar in the two holes and pried them, but instead of aligning the two pieces of metal, my heel bar bent like a hot candy bar. I pulled the thing out and the tip was now at a 45 degree angle. The tool had not been hardened like it was supposed to be and it failed. So when we're in the fire, it could be that God is hardening us for the spiritual battles that lay ahead. If you watch shows on TV or videos about crafting swords and knives, you'll see this process of hardening a soft metal blade to prepare it to be sharpened and then used for its purpose. Failing to temper the blade will render it ineffective. So the tempering process is crucial. But when the blade is tempered and sharpened, it's useful for its intended use. I have a knife sharpener in the kitchen, and I'm pretty serious about keeping our kitchen knives sharp. I have a two-stone sharpener. You hit the rough stone first and then the smooth one. And then for grins, I use a steel, which is a round steel bar with a handle, and you run your knife up and down it to really make that blade razor sharp. So cutting soft tomatoes is no problem for me. But when the knives are dull, I hate using them because they frustrate me. Try cutting a roast with a dull knife. So we too become more useful in the master's hand when we are tempered and sharpened. But if that knife could talk, it likely would not appreciate going through that sharpening process. So be encouraged. If you feel like you're in the fire getting hammered, throttle back a bit, trust what God is doing. Stay on that narrow and difficult path and you will see God's process for you taking shape. Thank you.